Oh, woe is me. Who will set this podcast free? It's holiday phosphorescence. Oh, woe is me. Oh, woe is me. Who will set old Santa free? Who will give me a helping hand and get my sleigh out of the sand? Hello, everyone. This is your host, Rose Smiley, and I, too, refuse to stand up while children attempt to move me. Who's joining me this week? I'm Josh Cece, and I have a vest with built-in nipple rings. What's the use in being sad? Nothing can stop Santa Claus and the ice cream bunny. I'm Brian Lesh. I'm Alaric Weber with my coat on. Can't let our listeners see Alaric Weber without his coat on. It's true. If he takes his you coat off. You couldn't handle it. No, it's too much. Too sexy. For the average listener. <laughs> this, <laughs> not you. At. Exceptional listener, though. You know who you are. Yes. This is a holiday phosphorescence. It's the holiday version of harmless phosphorescence. We're watching Christmas movies now. Both Christmas and movie are in air quotes for this episode. Uh, I'm so sorry. This uh, this show is brought to you by patrons. Patrons like executive producers Michael Beckwith and Atticus Burkett. I say those names every episode, but you can add your name there. Go to patreon.com slash harmless entertainment at the executive producer level. We'll say your name, but you don't need to go that far. A buck a month is all it takes to join in and listen to all the episodes that we post on the Patreon only. Uh, we uh, just did any which way you can, which is up there. It's monkey time here on Patreon. So that's patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. This week on Holiday Phosphorescence, we're watching Santa Claus and the Ice Cream Bunny. What do you get when you combine Christmas, a feature film shot two years earlier, and a defunct, legally troubled Florida amusement park? Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny, 1972. A befuddling, rambling mess of a Christmas film that puts most other holiday stinkers to shame. Throw out every preconceived notion you have about holiday specials, folks. You're in for a bumpy ride. It's me, the Ice Cream Bunny. I've got all the flavors from sawdust to Robitussin to backwash. When you think of Santa, you of course think of Central Florida. In the summer, the reindeer might have left jolly old St. Nick to die 15 miles north of Miami, but don't you worry about the fat man, because Santa will be saved by his previously undisclosed telepathy and child freezing powers. Honestly, where are the carols about this? Instead of alerting the authorities, adults, or any of the staff at Pirate's World, the children tried to save Santa like any child would, by bringing him a series of different animals, one by one with no real follow-up. Also, a man in a gorilla suit. Keep in mind, this was plan A. Public domain darlings Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn are here too, but don't get too attached because they're not coming back. Things are getting really Christmassy, right? That's when the movie enacts a very bold strategy of becoming a different movie. Credit sequence and all. Pirate's world, not possessive, just the world of more than one pirate. <laughs> Producer Barry Mahone evidently decided there wasn't enough meat on the bone of this whole Santa thing, so he fattened it up with a film from his back catalog. Interestingly enough, there are somehow two versions of Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny with two different movies shoved in the middle. You either get Jack and the Beanstalk, 
A low-budget rendition of the fairy tale chock full of terrible costumes and even worse musical numbers with a 51-minute runtime. Or Thumbelina, a low-budget rendition of the fairy tale chock full of nightmarish costumes and even worse musical numbers with a 51-minute runtime. Ah, well. Guys, if you don't mind, I've got this one. Ah, yeah, appreciate great. it. Great, thanks. about at this point in the movie, you might be thinking the word and in the title Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny sure is doing a lot of work. Never worry, because here he is, and he's everything you could have hoped and feared for. Just look at him. He's got a face only a mother could boil in a pot of stew. He's only in the movie for about 10 minutes, and I assure you, it will be the longest 10 minutes of your life. Will Santa be saved by this minimum wage theme park employee in a rabbit suit? Okay, yeah, so the... Rift Tracks is the source of 90% of Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny online content. I'm sure. <laughs> um, well, they made way more sense of the movie in those three minutes than the movie did in its hour and 20 minutes. Which is, the Ice Cream, ab- the ice cream Bunny is terrifying. That the thing- one eye. Oh, the one the, eye that would that weird wink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the one, the one functioning animatronic eyeball. Oh my God. Yeah, it, it, you know, I didn't see Five Nights at Freddy's, but you saw it through, right? <laughs> yes, oh yes, I, in the theater. Uh, did yeah, this uh, did this bring that to mind? Because that's immediately what I thought. This was much this, more terrifying than Five yeah, Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, this is scarier than that. Yeah, um, yeah, no, that and the the the, the like nuclear um, meltdown uh, a siren as he drove <laughs> towards. <laughs> yeah, it was like. Yeah, it was like, and not like a U.S. siren. It was like an Eastern European, yeah, air raid siren, run, run for your life siren. Yeah, it was really eerie. <laughs> so, uh, I, I think it, it was supposed to be a fire truck. Yes, I think so too. Absolutely, it was, it was supposed to be the fire truck siren. But I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because this movie lacks a lot of plot, and we should talk about things as they happen, but. Why wasn't it playing ice cream music? <laughs> Why was he the you know? ice cream bunny? <laughs> that was my That's... big question is what does he that what does that rabbit have to do with ice cream? Uh, why Maybe. wasn't he driving an ice cream truck? Oh, yes. you know what? His job, he probably works at the theme park selling ice cream. Probably. No, he fell in he fell into in between a vat putting of out fires. <laughs> fell into a vat of ice cream bunnies and became the ice cream bunny. Yeah. He just uh, I know. Uh, I'd I'd like to read the promotional poster. Yes, that I found on Wikipedia. Um, Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny: The Amazing Story of Santa in Big Trouble and His Exciting Rescue by the Daring Ice Cream Bunny. It's breathtaking, comma fun for all. <laughs> it's about as fun as picking up all your grandmother new, from says. the doctor. Like, <laughs> yeah, that description was fast and loose with the adjectives. Yeah, I think. yeah. Honestly, picking your grandmother, picking up. your grandmother up from the doctor <laughs> is a faster, less frustrating experience. Way yeah. less terrifying. And, and you might actually speaking. get ice cream afterwards. <laughs> yes, there were shots. Or a lollipop if you're good. There were times when they would simply right, come on, pan let's get gelato, down. Grandma. There were times when they simply pan down to the ocean. And watch no. the tide go in and out for literally 45 seconds. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. No, there are some amazing, incredible edits and cuts in this movie. Some of my favorite film moments exist in this movie. For sure. There well, are some I, weird I can't wait to hear. Weird. weird I felt cuts. like there was a lot of real tripod setup. <laughs> yeah. I the loved how, I loved how they encouraged children to stare at the sun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love how they encourage children to jump off roofs. Well, also, <laughs> listen to that weird adult voice in your head telling you to come, children, yes. come to the beach. Was it in their brains or? Oh, it was in their brains. Yes, it was in their brains. No, I know. I thought so, too. But the way they all looked up. Yeah, like it was on the wind. Like he was like, like they like they were looking at the bat signal. <laughs> Every kid stopped and looked up. Well, but see, the the children rescuing Santa from the beach signal is is difficult to discern what it actually is. So they were just like, at, hey, "Is that a cloud?" Or Especially is that during the, the day. Yeah, yeah, should we go see during Santa the from the beach yes. signal? Uh, the fat guy passed out in a sleigh signal. <laughs> yeah, but he was asleep when he telepathized at them. Oh yeah, it was in his so, dreams. That's oh, even yeah, worse. So like when Santa dreams. dreams, he sends signals to the world's so, children. How Philip yeah. K. Dick Evan. <laughs> Does Santa dream of electric of sheep? electric sheep? No, he dreams of a, <laughs> a vast dream array of, of livestock because every farm the, has a silverback gorilla and, and an ice cream <laughs> bunny. Well, yes. I mean, you guys didn't grow up in the ice. Like, I am Mijito. Don't go to the river. The ice, the cream, ice cream bunny will, will get you. <laughs> so, um, yeah this this movie was n- not released. <laughs> We're still calling it a movie. <laughs> it was never meant for human eyes. <laughs> um, in any traditional way, it made no money. <laughs> in any traditional they way, shoot it out of a cannon into the sun. <laughs> they should have just constantly shot back to Malcolm McDowell on the Clockwork Orange with the, the eyes. <laughs> um, but it 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 was shown in Pirates World theme park beginning December nineteen seventy two. And it was reviewed by Cisclini. <laughs> oh, God, I wish. Um, so I'm not going to try to do like a traditional box office top 10. <laughs> Instead, we're going to do the top 10 Christmas movies. Of all time. Okay. Of all time? Yeah, right. the top 10 all time Christmas movies. That's the Ooh, best I could I'm do. I'm a crush. Because I looked at the box office top 10 for December 1972, and I was like, I've heard of two of these ever. <laughs> these are lost <laughs> to time. Santa Claus and the killing of a Chinese bookie. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. This is the box office top 10 game. We are playing it. And the we number 10 biggest. Yeah. No, this Santa Claus and the ice cream bunny has made me a, a scarred. It took the Christmas spirit. I'm, I'm not the same as I used to be. Um, the top 10. The Biggest uh, Christmas movie of all time. A couple struggles to visit all of their divorced parents on Christmas. Four Christmases? Four Christmases starring Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon, America's favorite couple. <laughs> yeah, I never saw it, but yeah. I think Gandolfini's in it. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Remember when 
Remember when they were trying to make Vince Vaughn a thing? Like, yeah, like for romantic. a long time. Yeah, it was like it was like 15 years of like, hey, what if we put Vince Vaughn with this actor or actress? <laughs> Do you like actor, that? Yeah. No? All right, we'll try another one. Um, at number nine, biggest Christmas movie of all time. Oh, okay. Robert Zemeckis and Jim Carrey do some mocap. The Grinch. No, that was huh? not mocap. That was live action. Oh, you're right. Of course you're right. I just, um... This is uh, how oh, oh. Gollum stole Christmas. <laughs> no, this is a Christmas Carol. A Christmas Carol, yeah. Jim Carrey as Ebenezer Scrooge, two thousand nine. That two thousand nine CGI mocap looks um, perfect. <laughs> Chef's kiss. <laughs> it's just perfect. No valley there. None. <laughs> Only mountains. <laughs> um, at number eight. Scott Calvin has been Santa for eight years, but it might come to an end if he doesn't find a Mrs. Claus. Al is muted, as per usual. The Santa Claus 2? The Santa Claus 2, yes. Wow. Oh, the clause being that he needed to get married to I can't believe it took eight years for them to make a sequel to that. There's a series now. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Like on, is it a Hulu or something like that? On Disney. Disney. No. Oh, okay. Disney owns Tim Allen. That's right. These, I would point out that the uh, lifetime gross for the Santa Claus 2 was $139 million. Yeah, they're popular, man. And uh, the number seventh biggest uh, Christmas movie of all time. When a man inadvertently kills Santa, he has to take his place. (laughs) The first Santa Claus. I love this movie when it came out, man, as a little kid. This is one of my favorite Christmas movies. I love that stipulation. If you murder Santa. You have to be Santa. (laughs) Did did he kill Santa or did Santa accidentally die on his roof? Yeah, Yeah, he slipped. I don't think it's a really it's a really dark beginning to a Christmas movie. Santa's dead. Well, that is the clause. (laughs) That's what's weird. Like that was written up. If you kill Santa or witness his death. (laughs) And I understand Santa as an immortal being. He's a he's a demigod. He's an essence. If you kill God, you must become God. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Nietzsche said that. Yeah. Uh, number six. He was talking about Santa Claus, though? Yeah. The whole time. Or wait, what is German Santa? I forget what they oh. call him. <laughs> Black Pete. Inter- Klaus- Black no, Schwarte Pete is his assistant. That, well, and that's Dutch, I'm pretty sure, right? That's Dutch, Schwarte yeah, yeah. Pete, but the Germans have a version. A lot of the Scandinavians have a... Chris Kringle? That is that the, the German? Sack. Is Chris Kringle the German name? That's sure. The Germanic I... origin of Chris Kringle? A lot of our Christmas... Traditions are Germanic. I know. Bill it's Der- Tannenbaum. It's, I don't know. It's like Der Clausen or something. <laughs> I, that's not scary enough. Herr Klaus. Like, Der Klaus in Herr face. Cl- Herr Klaus. <laughs> Herr Klaus. <laughs> Fraulein Klaus. The children kidnapper. <laughs> yeah. The eater. Um, at number six this week. Well, in all, of all time. 
Yes. Let's oh, be yeah, real. yes. At number six of all time. Sorry. At number six of all time. Robert Zemeckis and Tom Hanks do some mocap. Ugh. How is this that high? Polar Express? It made $162 million. Everybody was like, wow, it looks so it good. To, and to then they saw it. For the Uncanny Valley. Yeah. Oh, it's so creepy. Yeah. So I love how creepy it is, though. It's just. It's so it, creepy. It shouldn't be a movie. Oh, I'm not sure I watched Jude grew up watching it every Christmas, so he has this weird childhood thing with it, but also sure. also it's Sorry. like one of those things where like in retrospect he's like, What the fuck was that? Um, yeah. I feel I think we all feel that about certain Tom Hanks movies. Mm-hmm. Where we've gone back and like I was too enthusiastic. Yeah. <laughs> I needed to back up. Yeah. Some of some of them though, I go back and I'm like, wow, how was I not as hyped on this as I am? Like every time I watch Forrest Gump, I leave going, Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I have weirdly. lots of Forrest Gump stories, but we don't have time. Dude, uh fuck. Uh, not to detract on the Forrest Gump thing. Uh I saw somebody called George Santos Forrest Gump. <laughs> like uh, the modern Forrest Gump, and that is so perfect. I, I I kept seeing I have more respect for Forrest. Oh, same. Yeah. I kept I kept seeing the memes of like it, it was like uh George George on Friday and it's him like when he was leaving the Capitol building and then George on Monday and it was Costanza walking back into the office. <laughs> <laughs> Larry David really did that. That's why it became a Costanza story. <laughs> I love it. At uh number 5 this week. Uh, r- raised with Santa, Buddy travels from the North Pole to New York to meet his biological father, who doesn't know he exists, and is in Smelt. some desperate need of Christmas spirit. Elf. Elf. It is Elf. Yes. Buddy the Elf. What's your favorite color? <laughs> um, yeah, a hun- yeah, that one was a huge hit. I feel like that's the most recent it. like Christmas classic we have. I agree. I agree. It was an instant classic. It's it, it's fun all the way through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, apparently at the at the premiere, um, James Conn whispered to Will Ferrell, and he's like, "So I saw what you were trying to do. I get it now." <laughs> <laughs> at the premiere, now I get it. Apparently, he was confused by Will that Ferrell is for most amazing. of it, and then he saw the movie and he's like, "All right, I see what you're doing." He's like, "Uh, okay, yeah, I get it." <laughs> so, the- it's like, so you were a kid the whole time. <laughs> yeah, oh. exactly. Exactly. And you just—I thought you were small- just really stupid or something. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, he—he he didn't understand the broad strokes he was using. James Conn is like, "Okay, I get it." Narrator, he did not. Yeah, <laughs> he did in fact not get it. Uh, uh, the number four biggest Christmas movie of all time. One year after not going on vacation, a child accidentally finds himself stranded in New York. Deuce. Home Alone 2. Yes, indeed. You guys saw Macaulay Culkin get his star, right? Yeah, that yeah. was so like, oh, bro. And Catherine I, I was there. I was surprised to see him get a star, honestly. Um, but it's pretty yeah. cool uh, as far as like adult child stars who have been run roughshod. 
He's one of the surviving ones, you know. But like, once you start walking around Hollywood Boulevard, you start looking ooh, at them. Yeah. You, then you realize, like, anybody can get one. It's just the Hollywood yeah. chamber. Oh, yeah. what, what's, crazy is, what's crazy is the people that have, like, three to four stars each. Yeah. One for music, one for movies, one for TV, one for radio. Like, Jack Benny has, like, five stars on Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just a Chamber of Commerce promotion. That, but, yeah. Uh, I, I never expect him to get his flowers because of the past 20 years have been really rough, you know? Well, he hasn't made it. He doesn't have a huge body of work, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. I mean, yeah. After after he stopped being a child, he's appeared, like, a little bit, like, but usually just, like, as himself and stuff. Well, now he's in a band, he, so. He was in the Righteous the Gemstones. He's been in a band a long time. I feel like since the 90s. Yeah. They played in Tucson a few years ago. I took a couple of friends. Oh, yeah. I remember that. All right, number three at the uh, three biggest uh, Christmas movie of all time. On the outskirts of town lives a angry, revenge-seeking person who plans to ruin Christmas. Oh, Batman. (laughs) Mr. Bench. (laughs) This is the Jim Carrey how the the live Gr- action. Yeah, the live action. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh. And again, it's not my notion. I've read it. But yeah, he didn't hate Christmas. He hated people, which was yep. fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I get. Yeah, yeah, if it weren't for those meddling kids, Christmas would be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't uh. believe they gave him an origin story. Chuck. can't believe he was bullied. Yeah. At number two... A grumpy man lives on the outside of town and plots to ruin Christmas. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> is, is this the Cumberbatch one? The 2018 The Grinch. Really? Yep. And really? It animated or no? Yeah, it made 200. This is the CGI one, the right? The CGI animated, yeah. It made and his voice movie. acting is really cool in it, but it's just not as good of a no. experience. Yeah, I don't need the story. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we don't need we don't need a background. Chuck Chuck Jones crushed it. That's all we need. I I mean, Dr. Seuss stories really only need to be 20 minutes long. They do not need an hour and a half. They're yeah. children's picture books. Yeah. The fact that we made feature films out of them is fascinating. With about, with about 5 words a page. Well, and like and on the other side of that coin, the children's book The Hobbit became three two-hour-long movies for some reason. I'm looking forward to the hop-on-pop <laughs> movie. <Yeah>. Multiverse? <laughs> One fish, two fish, red fish, blue I'm, fish. I'm honestly surprised <laughs> that no one has tried to make a Dr. Seuss verse because there are some successful, I mean, two of the I mean, most successful Christmas one, right? movies. Yeah. I mean, that's but, what all these movies are. But I mean, like, like we don't have uh, Jim Carrey's The Grinch and uh, what's oh, his Mike face Myers. doing Cat in the Hat in a uh, movie together. Right. Fighting, well, that's because uh, Mike, the, the some other character. That's you know? because Mike Myers' Cat in the Hat was a crime against humanity. And it's it, a nightmare. The whole thing is a nightmare. It's terrifying. Yeah. That thing is worse than the ice cream, bunny. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I, but no, it's it's. I imagine the the rock being like, eat the green eggs and ham, Sam. I <laughs> <laughs> green eggs are about family. 
<laughs> there and yeah, it's a multi-movie fight against the Lorax. Like yeah. the fourth one is like too green, too ham. <laughs> too green, too ham. But it's the fourth movie. Orton kills a who. Um, and the number one Christmas movie <laughs> of kills who. Orton kills a who. <laughs> the number dun, dun. the number ba, 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 one da, da, Christmas ba. movie of all time. An eight-year-old troublemaker mistakenly left when his family goes on vacation must defend his home against a pair of burglars on Christmas Eve. Home alone. Home alone. Home yeah. alone. Yeah, that made two hundred and eighty-five million domestic in nineteen ninety. That was a Micro Machines promotional uh, is film. Is that adjusted for inflation? No. Also? That's what it made in 1990. That's what it made. It Domestic. Was crazy. Yeah. It was so good. I love it. I mean, I was definitely dragged to the movie theater and watched it. Yeah. I, I probably, I probably watched it like 10 times a year for the first 10 years of my life, too. I mean, 90, I was like yeah. 14. I, I, I believe I saw it alone the following summer in the Dollar Theater. It was... Mm-hmm. Not on video yet. Yeah, man. Uh, I miss the dollar theater, man. It hits. Oh, yeah. It hits every swing it takes. Yeah. Solid yeah. little picture. It just happens to be at Christmas. Daniel Stern is in uh, For All Mankind, the newest season, and mm-hmm. it's great seeing him. <laughs> it's, all I can think is, I wouldn't trust you with anything. You're going to steal everything from my house. <laughs> Wet bandits. <laughs> yeah, he is. Paint bucket to the face. <laughs> uh, Joe Pesci in a uh, in a uh, Goodfellas. He really just wants to get Kevin McAllister. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a little making of. There was nothing controversial or all that exciting, but yeah, Joe Pesci needed to be like certain distance from a golf course and had to and had to start his you know like his call sheet had to start after he could get nine holes in uh, what was neat is they rebuilt the house as a set inside of an abandoned pool at an old high school mm. so they could practically do all the effects like water running through the whole house wow. and all that shit it was in a swimming pool so they could just flood it do whatever they wanted Wow, that's interesting, and that gives you yeah. some some interesting camera angles down into the house too. Yeah, that's really cool. I never even would have thought that because they weren't in the like real house. Like all John Hughes movies, uh, you know, there's the exterior shots sure. of those. You know, wait, 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 Chicago wait. homes. That two point five million it, dollar house. house. Okay, I, Chris wait, Columbus. He wrote it, it but because yes. I thought that was a Chris Columbus movie. John Hughes wrote. He wrote it. But Chris Columbus directed. Yep. Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Holy what? shit, that and makes John so Candy, much sense. John Candy improvised his entire role and was just there for a day as a favor to John Hughes. Yeah. I wow. don't know. And of course I, think, a... I think he got paid what he had to be paid from the union, but he yeah. essentially did it for free. Right. Well, and so, he was so an that's, he was that's, a... that's Shermer then, supposedly, right? Yeah. Or, that's so Shermer, they're in, Illinois. They're, yeah. they're in Naperville or wherever, but yeah. 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 But it's, yeah, that's in the Shermer verse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and John Candy, of course, SCTV alum with um, Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. But a, a friend of John Hughes. Like, John, yeah. he was amused to John Hughes. Yeah. yeah. Uncle Buck, Planes, <laughs> Trains. Just, yeah. You know, he loved I just, him. I love him being amused. That's that's a brilliant way to put it. It's true. supposedly one of the most delightful, sweetest men that ever walked. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know. yeah. 
that Chris Farley energy. Like, you like me? You really like me? Like, yeah. He's, <laughs> like, he's I'm happy so glad to, you asked me to come play. Yeah. Dumb be in, Louise, be in the game. Yeah. It's so funny. Uh, so, all right. Well, that is the box office top 10 of sorts. That brings No, us... it's a wonderful life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, no that, miracle on 34th Street? No, no, no. I mean, those movies made like $65,000 because it was the 50s. Right. Well, it, yeah, it they didn't qualify for a box office. Yeah. They didn't make box office money. They make advertising money selling, you know, yeah. Kmart ads oh, every year. I'm surprised that one of my favorites, A Muppet's Christmas Carol. Wait, wait. The list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's Die Hard? Okay, well, Die Hard. <laughs> no, but Muppet Christmas Carol, that's probably the best version of it. Next to George C. Scott, that's a good one. But yeah, I mean, Michael uh, Caine is acting with Muppets. He really is. God, I love that performance. Too. So I saw me so recently. Good. They're like George C. Scott was so good because he treated Muppets like fellow actors. Tim Curry was so good in Treasure Island because he was a Muppet and interacted with Muppets as if he were a Muppet. Yes. So a Muppet, the oh, Muppet yeah. Christmas Carol is that, yeah, that's is really number thirty eight on the list. It made $27 million. Oh, oh. I love it. Wow. Uh, right above it is Ernest Saves Christmas, which made $28 million. How Did many we do ghosts that? visit Scrooge? This is a trivia question. I mean, Five or four. Four. Yeah, four. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. People always forget Marley. Yeah. <laughs> um, above that is Jack Frost. That's the one with Michael Keaton, but the the, the snowman, <laughs> the snowman. Looks, looks like George Clooney because George Clooney dropped out of the film and they didn't have the money to redo the CGI on the snowman. Wait, I'm really? surprised we haven't done yeah. that. How did this I, get made? I still it? have it never seen hilarious. Jack Frost. Oh, it's <gasps> awful. And you chose and I was crazy. Money. And I love Michael Keaton. Yeah. And snowmen that look like George Clooney. I, I, I don't think, think I, I saw think, it, but I heard that podcast, the How Did This Get Made, and it just sounds bonkers. He's I in think a band my mom, before he my does. My mom saw it and then wouldn't let me see it. I think that's what happened. <laughs> I think she was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's too He's weird. a harmonica player in a rock band. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so, all right. That is the box office top 10. That brings us to the production of the, this movie. How many cameras throw? <laughs> oh, one. Yeah. They had one camera. <laughs> For the listeners at home, there was just a flurry of uh, air quotes that <laughs> yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> so Santa Claus and the Ice Cream Bunny was written and directed, air quotes, it was? by <laughs> Richard, Richard Weiner. Um, Weiner. It's pronounced Weiner. <laughs> Um, which, uh, okay, so this dude, um, also, as far as I can tell, he was probably, like, just a local Florida director for hire. He also made something called The Devil's Triangle in 1971. Uh, uh, Wait. Yeah. (laughs) The Devil's Triangle. It's. Oh, it's a documentary about about Florida. Yeah, about the the, the Bermuda Triangle, <laughs> the most famous triangle. Yeah. next to the isosceles. Yeah, those are his only two director credits: Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny, and the documentary on the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, and that's all he had to say. He's like, I'm I, done. I said what I had to say. 
I'm kind of curious what his Bermuda Triangle documentary was. Right. Documentary. That's where that's how Santa got into this mess. Now, now the 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 films within a film, whether it's uh, Jack and the Beanstalk or Thumbelina, and we are we are officially covering the Jack and the Beanstalk version because that's the one that was on Tubi. Uh-oh. Yeah. Although the Thumbelina version is apparently the more famous one, that's the one that uh, Rift Tracks did. Um, so the, uh, both of those were uh, made by Barry Mahone. Barry Mahone. There's uh, something to say about this guy. All right. Yes. No, I do. Um, <laughs> he was Errol Flynn's manager for a time. What? what? Yes. And he produced a number of Errol Flynn and Gina Lola Brigida, Lola Brigida movies. Wow. Yeah. Um, what? What? How the mighty fall. But the, yeah. Yes. So he retired to Florida. Well, but then he would go on to write and direct a number of films, including um, Jack and the Beanstalk, Santa's Christmas Elf named Calvin. <laughs> We can't chop that not down at all. Calvin the Christmas Elf. Nope. nope. Santa's Christmas Elf parentheses named <laughs> Calvin and parentheses. Is... What? Calvin. What? Parentheses in the title of the movie. Yes. I love his moxie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, also, that really that like secures that, that the elves well. are not free individual people they are santa's property yeah we always felt that way though right did you ever feel like they i, I, feel I always like felt like there Oompa was a situation there's a labor struggle i'm yeah. sure but well, santa holds all the cards there's an air of freedom but they can't really leave yeah how are you gonna leave are you gonna like what are you gonna the, you're on the North North reindeer you're to at... take you all yeah how are you gonna mix it yeah <laughs> i mean i like an Oompa Loompa. I, I have a feeling santa santa leaves the north pole during the year what if Oompa Loompas weren't actually orange, and Willy Wonka just stained them that way so that if they tried to escape. <laughs> it's like a theft. God, that's dark. That's oh, oh, I'm sorry. Was Willy Wonka not? No, Willy Wonka <laughs> was fucked up. Yeah. Um. So, but they're yeah. gonna try to make him cute in this upcoming movie, but he enslaved those. <laughs> no, I have a feeling that they're gonna make him very dark. Chalamet's got range, so. man. I really hope Apparently, so. Apparently, that's a full musical. Oh, yeah. I hope it's dark too. God damn it, that's going to be. It'll have weird. its moments, but I, I, I mean, maybe it'll show us why Willy Wonka became such a. I mean, yeah, I hope not. I hope, not. I hope not. I hope that it's just too. more chaos, and it's confusing to everybody, and it adds to the chaos of that character in like pop culture. I I hope so. Because already, like Johnny Depp doing, it's like why. Why all these things happen? Why do you I do hope this? the band Veruca Salt gets to play Veruca Salt. Oh, that'd be awesome. The whole band. The <laughs> whole band. And as Veruca Salt. The band. And, and they're just elf. being rolled Come around, Calvin. playing music the whole time, singing their lines. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Oh, uh, we don't make movies. Sorry. Um, Barry Mahone yeah. also made a 1969 Wonderful Land of Oz movie. Because uh, huh. it was in public domain by then, mm-hmm. and sure. um, he uh, made other such films as Cuban Rebel Girls, Rocket Attack USA, <laughs> Sex Killer, and Fanny Hill meets Doctor Erotico. 
Oh my god. <laughs> I that sounds wanna... like a Tracy Morgan yeah. title. <laughs> Fanny Hill meets Dr. Erotico. He was apparently very uh, prolific in there was a 60s <laughs> nudist craze and he made nudist films. And well, Santa and the ice cream bun. Yeah. Well, you know that that's how um, like early porn directors that's how they were allowed to get around obscenity laws if it was considered a nature film. Mm-hmm. So nude nudists. Yes, exactly. So this so dude, that means dudes at stag parties and bachelor parties are just watching like naked people play volleyball. <laughs> They're getting all. That's that's the best they had. Yeah, that's the best they had. Yep. So yeah, no. So this dude made porn in the sixties and then pivoted to making children's films for. And now we're getting to it. Uh, for I'm sorry, what's his name? Because I might have to look. Barry it, Mahone. It, it, it. Barry Mahone. Yeah. Okay. I'm, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just curious. Um, uh, Asking for a friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I know some Mahone fans. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, yeah. So he pivoted to making uh, uh, children's films for Pirate World. Um Pirates World was a multiple pirates was a South Florida amusement park pirate themed um, that opened in 1966 and was pretty popular until 1971. Do we know what happened in 1971? Disney World op- Disney oh. World opened an hour oh. away. Oh, this was made in 72. This was made. feel desperate. Yeah. No pirates. No pirates in this No pirates. But we do see Pirate World. That's where the ice cream bunny apparently lives. Yeah, I felt. That's what I mean. I think there's probably a refreshment stand. You think they would have dumped more money. I would have put way more money into this problem and hired somebody else. Yeah. The the Jack Yeah, the Jack and the Beanstalk version is is actually a little more professional than the Thumbelina version because the Thumbelina version, they when Santa starts telling the kids the story of Thumbelina, they cut to the full film unedited, which includes its own wraparound of a girl walking through Pirates World Park, going to the Thumbelina exhibit. And then watching Thumbelina and an entire credit sequence before and after Thumbelina before it cuts back to Santa. Well, don't leave us hanging. Did it uh, did it exceed uh, Disney World? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever happened to that Disney yeah, World? Yeah, whatever happened. Pirates they, World uh... closed in 1973. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Yikes. I'm sure it was not doing very well leading up to that. It's not like it was probably. It doesn't look great. It was. Pretty, yeah. It was apparently look, regionally popular until Disney. Yeah. Sure. Well, yeah. I'm I mean, sure. it's it's your local theme park, but Disney World is a. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I mean, a park, I, I suppose, is what it is compared to a theme park. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's it like looks, a fair rides versus right. theme park rides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a permanent carnival maybe a little bit they, better they yeah. showed new york we had one in upstate new york where i grew up eldridge park it's still there but you yeah. know rusty ass old ferris wheels and right. <laughs> rides that just go up and down 
they showed some of the rides. There was the Grand National Steeplechase. In the Thumbelina version, they showed some of the rides. The Grand National Steeplechase was a roller coaster type ride wherein you simply sat on a kind of Ferris wheel type horse that with no belt or anything strapping you in and went on a roller coaster type experience. Yep. Because it was the 70s. Yeah, they were part of the, let's see what happens. And you could do it with a beer in your hand and a cigarette in the other hand. Yeah. That was another one. That was one in Connecticut, Riverside. And it had a wooden roller coaster called the Wild Mouse. And it would go over the lake. And there were times where it just felt like you were just on two wheels. Like if you tipped too much, you'd be in the lake. Would it do like 90 degree angles? Like real sharp right turns flat? Yeah. Because it wasn't big enough for a lot of dips, so it jerked you around quickly. Growing up in Utah, there's there's an amusement park called Lagoon that has a wild mouse ride that was wooden that they then upgraded to steel when I rode it. Mm. That had the same idea where it would snap you off the edge and it felt like you were going to go flying out the cars. Yeah. It's one of those roller coaster experiences I never forgot. Now, Now, okay, so Pirate's World was actually better known as a um, as a rock concert venue. Oh, that makes that sense. Some of, the ba- yeah. some of the bands that played there, the Jeff Beck Group, Led Zeppelin, Iron Butterfly, Faces, Grateful Dead, Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, nice. Blood, Sweat, and Tears. The list goes on and on. My first concert was at a amusement park, Huey mm-hmm. Lewis and the News. Wow. Um, and, and in fact, okay, so... Um, other than Jack and the Beanstalk, Thumbelina, and Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny, the only other film that was made there was Musical Mutiny. Oh, Pirates. Which, which stars um, Iron Butterfly. Whoa. And um, includes a full... So it's, it's, it's not a documentary. It's a movie about like rock musicians having a good time at a theme park. That's cool. Like that, like that Kiss movie? Uh, yeah, kind of, but it's just like, and they're like tr- giving drugs to people that come by. They're like, try the lemonade, Hell man. Yeah. It's going to change your life. So awesome. it's like a rock star slice of life kind of. Uh, we're drugging. As far as I can tell, I kind of scrubbed through it a bit, but it contains a full unedited 20-minute version of Inagata DeVita smack dab in the middle of it. You bet your sweet ass it does. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're going to melt your face on the (laughs) Tilt-A-Whirl. That is great. Is it it them playing live or is it just uh, the music? It's them playing live at Pirate's World. Yes. And halfway through, for some reason, they start – there's 10 minutes where they're only showing the drummer for some reason. (laughs) That's incredible. It's the 70s. That's why. I can't. I can't think of another song by Iron Butterfly. Yeah. No, nobody can. (laughs) If I were that company, though, running that theme park. Was that them? (laughs) I would have just put this on TV all the time, this Iron Butterfly video, instead of paying for this thing. Be like, you want to lay mouse or do you want rock and roll with your pirate theme park? I think they were trying to appeal to different age groups there. Yeah. Um, Bring your kids and you won't be bored. You can still drink and smoke and ride the horse on a roller coaster. (laughs) I'm sure we'll... Unless you're a pussy. (laughs) That's how they would have advertised it today. Yes. 
I'm sure we'll all be shocked to hear that um, they did not shell out big bucks for a concert security. So there were often issues. And that, <laughs> I mean, it's Florida. Of course, there are issues. It's always been like that. And uh, that came to a peak in March 1971, oh, no. where, where police had to break up a full on riot at a Grand Funk Railroad concert. <laughs> Okay, okay, to learn though. more about Grand Funk, consult your local library. Is it, is it actually a riot, or is it the cops just fucking knocking on people's heads? I don't know, but 11 people were arrested, and two policemen had to be rushed to the emergency room. Like, <laughs> Bath salts, I, I, man. Anytime, dude, anytime, this is just my historical rewriting of history with rock concerts. Anytime somebody's like, yeah, and the cops had to come and break it up, I'm like, did the cops have to come and break it up? Mm. Or is that why violence erupted at the show? Yeah. Uh, every they, time. Uh, solved the problem they created. It's Altamont in my head. Every time the police are involved at a concert. I went, uh, I've seen Rage Against the Machine. Oh, well, I know exactly Altamont, how the cops function. That was a little uh, legit. I but, was kind of with the cops on that one. Well, I mean, but like, well, with the Hells Angels killing people, you know, like yeah. the cops got involved because the Hells Angels killed people. But like, that's the people got killed, not because they were rioting. They got killed because the Hells Angels are violent, you know? Well, I mean, after they stabbed like, that dude, a riot yeah. kind of broke out. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's what I mean. Like, the Hells Angels started the violence, right? That's the whole story. Yeah. Like, but if you you should watch Give Me Shelter, have you? I ha- It's been many, 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 oh, many yeah. years. It's been like there, 20 years. There's a weird vibe throughout. Yeah. Like, you can just even watching television, you can feel the vibrations. It's, it's a bad yeah. trip. Yeah. Well, yeah, it makes me wonder what what chemical was everybody sharing? Or and dumbass Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, they stop and restart Sympathy for the Devil like three times. Oh, and yeah. it's just like, you guys need to stop with the tribal drums. There's a <laughs> Hell's Angel on stage and he's holding his collar so fucking tight. You could see the like meth jaw that he has and he's just tripping balls and Here's this little fruity Mick in his little jumpsuit. Please let me. Singing about the like, devil. Singing yeah. like, move on. Ask the devil. Yeah. Move on yeah. to another song. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Move play on, Wild God. Horses. Just play something else. <laughs> yes. Who's fighting and what for? Uh, um, live Johnny Winter and was recorded there and released. That's a Johnny wow. Winter's live Ow. biggest live album. Cool guitars. Yeah. Oh, I mean, wow. And his shit always sounds good. So, yeah. yeah. He was at uh, Pirates yeah. Row. Uh, <laughs> That's where this this movie struggled. I don't know where they dropped the ball there. Lack of pirates. The, yeah. the lack of sound. <laughs> oh, sound. Yes. Um, Complete ADR. Yeah, that's. There's not much else to say here. Um, you Santa, said a lot, man. Santa, you found a lot of things to say. Santa Claus was played by a man named Jay Ripley. Um, in this, he was billed as Jay Clark. It's unclear as to why he was... Warrants. That's he, why. He was a, he was a contract <laughs> player at the Pied Piper Theater. <laughs> he would have gotten sued if he went by his real name. Yeah. Um, every... <laughs> yeah. All the rest were just random kids. Um and a guy in a gorilla suit. <laughs> and a guy in a weird-ass bunny suit. Yeah, I had the guy in the bunny suit. Or was that the same guy? That's it just could, his maybe. special it team. Who knows? Maybe. Um, 
I love. I don't know if this is true or not, but uh, on IMDb, it said that the guy who played Santa was 19 at the time. Sure. That I like mean, a, it's the 70s. Like, it looks like it. You know, he, he was, looks like I, he's 40. He's probably 19. He was employed by a theme park. I imagine he probably right. was just like, hey, you, the guy selling nuts. Come on. You want to be Santa today? <laughs> guy selling nuts. Uh, um, <laughs> selling balls. That's the most legit carny job. The guy who sells nuts at the carnival. Yeah, absolutely. He's like, I didn't do anything to him. There's nuts in a bag, man. Five dollars. <laughs> in the sack. <laughs> Don't sweat me. Five oh. Apparently. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, one briefly more about um, Pirate World. Apparently, they would occasionally have uh, promotional days where members of the Miami Dolphins would come and play football toss with people. Oh, that's cool. Okay. That's really cool. <laughs> like, oh Damn. no, sword day backfired. Um, sword day. <laughs> Pirate World. Their two biggest rides after the steeplechase. Lock gun day. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No, they had a shooting gallery. I'm pretty sure with live ammo. But uh, oh my god, probably. of course they did. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I mean, Disneyland used to have shooting, right? Didn't it? <laughs> probably. It was. Like, it opened in the fifties. I don't know. Yeah. I thought Old that they shooting had like, galleries like, were at least BB guns. Yeah, yeah I think that BB. they they did like pellets or BBs yeah. at Disneyland when I was a really little kid. I maybe not. Maybe I'm misremembering that. <laughs> when they were, I've been to a the lot theme of theme car- parks. They would hunt the theme character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can sit up at the top of it's a small world. <laughs> so like a rat. So their their biggest featured rides were the crow's nest, which was. An observation Jesus. tower they bought from the 1964 World's Fair. Okay, <laughs> that's it's, so great. It's I it's love. The top of something. They just bought it from the fair. And, do you, how do you get word of that? Like, did the World's Fair people like? We got to get rid of this thing. It's either we scrap it or we find a place to sell it to. I know a guy down in South Florida. <laughs> no, he would casually wander around and be like, uh, "What do you want for this?" Uh, it's a large. No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a large object. Could people go up inside it for money? I'll take it. Well, and yeah, and apparently there, <laughs> people go up inside. Apparently, can the, they? <laughs> apparently, the steeplechase ride he bought from Coney Island. Um, dude, who is this guy? Norman I, Kaufman is the guy's name. Um, a retired businessman, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I like I like that. I like that. That's what he does. He buys defunct rides and puts so you guys in have Florida. seen in Eloy when you're driving up to Phoenix right they there used to be more of them but there was it, a guy was going to do the similar thing you tried to build a theme park so you know there's like a big cage yeah yes. and then there was like these old um, cars but and then there used to even be painted but anyways yeah so there's just going to be a dude who tried to get some money together for a yeah. regional it's, it's a interesting park. To like hodgepodge over time collect stuff to make a theme park versus the Disney approach, which is dump a hundred million dollars into a geographic area. Yeah. And yeah, design it for the user experience. Instead, it's like, no, we're going to sell beer and peanuts. And I think that's what makes a theme park versus an amusement, you know, Six Flags is an amusement park. Disney is a theme. They want you to enter their world. So they build it from the ground up. Yeah. The experience is more important than the individual rides i guess and the amount of money to stay in the theme yeah i saw um speaking of six flags there was one outside of chicago i'm sure you know yeah josh yeah but um apparently there was a dude okay so apparently if you buy a year pass there you get a free meal every day 
And there was a oh. dude that worked down the block from Six Flags. And so he bought a year's pass and just went there for lunch every day. I, love I it. mean, it makes perfect sense. If I if yeah. I lived in L.A. or in Anaheim next to Disneyland, I'd do the same thing. Like, I'm just going to go in and eat dinner. to Orlando yeah. a couple of years ago. And yeah, she just pops yeah. over to Disney World. She... Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if you live, I know, I don't know about in Disney World, but in I know if in Anaheim, if you live locally nearby, you get discounted tickets. Yeah, yeah, and discount like, your passes too. <laughs> this is a bribe for putting up with fireworks yeah. every day. Oh my god! Fun <laughs> traffic. Yeah, you know. Yeah, traffic. But I mean, the fucking because a lot of Disney is self-contained. You know, they're a no-flyover zone yeah. kind of thing. But the fireworks are fireworks. There's just Not- no way to hide those. Not to linger too long in the theme park thing, but it's interesting Disney having all of these political connections in their local areas. Orlando in particular, that whole city is like its own thing. We It was in the news when DeSantis... It's the size to... of San Francisco. It might be yeah. larger, but when I visited Disney World, that was one of the little factoids. Like, yeah. it's the same square mileage as San Francisco and, was at that it, time. But it's independently run by the corporation, basically. They have yes. like a board of directors for this, this little city-state. But Pirateville or whatever... There's no way they're going to get their money up no. to the point where they can like oh, bend no. the arm of a local politician no. to even get For them like while, road all access. All amusement parks were you worried know? about Disney. Yeah, it's it's just fascinating to see the the their the total stratification in like power that a place like Disney or not even a place a corporation like Disney has versus a guy who's like, nah, I buy and sell uh, That's towers from the world's idiot. Yeah. yeah. The whole world keeps selling him as he's an idiot. Yeah. You like, know, like Disney World is a city in your yeah. state. Chill Literally. Out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They 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 respond to the Chinese more than they respond to the city where their entire business is run from. Like they're not concerned. And they have you. Celebration USA, which is a whole literally a whole yeah. town. It's like the Truman show, but it's Disney. Yeah. So you yeah, live it's... in this weird Disney world. It's fascinating. <laughs> but I Ultimately, to me, it's just crazy that nobody was able to compete with that, doing this, like, uh, American spirit, like, you know, I buy used stuff and I repaint it. Like, there's no competing with that. They had, like, this park, Pirates Park, was a really fun local place. So local families went. I'm sure local teenagers went and got Mm. baked and shit. Yeah. Whereas Disney was come from everywhere all over the world to to Florida. And so then a, a little local amusement park that always did well from the locals can't compete with all of Germany flying <laughs> in the summer to see Disney World. They love it. Yeah. yeah. Europeans love Florida. I don't understand. Yeah, At least they did. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so I think so, that was a difference too. Like this is just a local mom and pop amusement park, but they exist. Um, in 1978, they tried to open it as a biblical theme park. <laughs> the plans did fall through for that. And they, <laughs> they, it was it was uh, demolished and currently uh, condominiums. Like, uh, pull out last minute. Right. I like, love ah, when I fundamentalists think. go out about a mission and then just fail. <laughs> just like you you ask God for the Giants to win last Sunday, but then like this <laughs> Jesus theme theme park. God's like, nah, nah, yeah. bro, burn it down. <laughs> So, yeah, that's about it. That's, oh, I don't know. Uh, oh, wow. 
Was that uh, probably not? But it reminds me of that episode where Flanders tried to open up. Oh yeah, with the natural oh, gas theme. and yeah. seeing Maud's spirit. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Maud, eh? <laughs> Maud. Uh, so, um, Kai, I do. I, I, I. Call, it, this movie has twelve percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is high. A lot. <laughs> That's, That's high. high. But um. Well, I think that's just because you can either give it a one out of ten, or to a five out of ten. For people that watch it a, the, you can't tracks. give it a zero out of ten. I don't think mm. so. It's gonna get a ten percent as its baseline. Uh, <laughs> so, but uh, I do have some uh, letterboxed reviews. User Matt Singer writes, "This is the true nightmare before Christmas." <laughs> uh, user PD one eighty seven writes. And there also many other things which Jesus did, that which if they should be written every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. John twenty one twenty five. That's the full review. Five What's stars. Uh, oh, five stars. Okay. All right. That was the surprise, I guess, with that one. Yes. I thought they were upset that we weren't, there was no Jesus in there or something. No, we've learned time and again, there's no predicting no there's no okay five stars <laughs> the mind of someone who will who will comment on a movie online and uh letterbox user liz writes this is what christmas in south florida is really like <laughs> i believe star. it psychic messages from santa claus yeah. terrifying rabbits driving fire trucks and like 12 year olds with robert crumb shirts that you could probably buy weed from <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> Keep on trucking, Timmy. <laughs> so that's it, guys. The Keep on Trucking shirt. I forgot. <laughs> Are we ready to jump into the He's movie? He's my favorite kid. He is the best kid. <laughs> Let's get to our kid, the Keep on Trucking kid. Are yeah. we ready to jump up a jump off a roof with an umbrella? The oh, answer yes. is yes. And how? Uh-huh. Uh, here we go. This is. I used to jump off things when I was a kid. <laughs> How did we not die? Ow. Yeah. This is Santa. I could never. Sorry. I could never psych myself up enough to jump off my roof. Oh, no. Not the roof. Not my roof. Oh. The garage roof I jumped off. See, of I, I was comfortable jumping off of things because I fell off of things from high heights. And I went, that's ah, not fell. so bad. I fell yeah. off of a roof as a as a young kid playing in the dark with a bunch of kids. We were playing tag at night. Fell yeah, off the roof like, and I was never, war or something. never afraid of jumping off of the roof ever again. <laughs> the worst was when I tried to break my fall and I jumped from a, a garage roof into some hedges. And that was just bad. Oh, that, just hit hedges the are not soft. It, in the middle of the night, that's what happened. Is I fell through a bunch of hedges, and I thought if I can just land on the ground, it'll be so much better. So from then no, on, I was a f- never afraid of jumping from heights. We used to, I used to ask adults to just launch me in the air, <laughs> like me in the yeah. pool. Oh God! No, everywhere. Oh. Remember when adults would grab one leg and one arm and just spin you around? Yes. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Adults don't do that anymore. I wonder oh. why adults don't do that anymore. I don't know. They seem preoccupied with keeping you alive, whereas or, before yes. it really was a crapshoot. Yeah. Well, honestly, their life wouldn't change a whole lot. I don't think that the priorities have changed, Josh. I just think that it's way less entertaining to have a kid in your arms swinging them around than it is to have your phone in your hands. 
Maybe, Sorry, yeah. that's dark. I mean, but... no, I think there's Millennial... so much judgment. I think that like how people bring up their kids is so monitored by other people that I, the I think... joy seems to have been sucked out of it. But I think I'm the not... reason. I think Not the reason why people the were were show. swinging kids around and shit back in the day and like giving them beer and cigarettes to hold and stuff is because they were bored. And now those people are less bored because oh, they're on their phones. Most that's everything what leads to the behavior, but yeah, like, they just didn't like, see kids as you know. We were extensions of, of yeah. them. We weren't yeah. autonomous beings. I mean, you, you get sent on errands because you were busy. That's yeah. What wh- one hundred percent the internet and smartphones are the reason why teen pregnancy is at an all time low. Yeah, yeah. For real. Like it's <laughs> But I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like I, I feel like bad quote unquote bad parents back in the day are just different bad parents today because of technology. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. Parents are still lame in the same way as they always were. Yeah. So Banner and the ice cream bunny. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> this just <laughs> <these kids> around. <laughs> well, they made shit like this because we were talking about the keep on yeah. trucking kid. Uh, here we go. This is Santa and the ice cream bunny. We open in Santa's workshop at what in what appears to be Montana. Um, <laughs> it's a dental floss factory yeah. Um, yeah, that's a very grassy north pole yeah it's a dystopian future it is they're bummed out yeah yeah the the, the reindeer are outside in a large meadow yeah. which all of north pole's meadows yeah yeah the tundra there's not actual land there the north pole is over ocean so um well, uh, maybe it's a magical meadow that Santa Claus lives in. Oh, yeah. That, I, I, I don't know. He's real. keeping the child laborers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You Santa, can't prove Santa's not real, Thoreau. That's not what we're here to do today. <laughs> Santa's elves, which are actually, as Josh mentioned, child labor. are They're, they're slaves. Let's be real. They're not just yes, child laborers. We were they talking about slaves. earlier. Elves, are, Oompa Loompas. Anytime you use a well, tiny person to do are, some work, it's slave labor. You know are, are they children or are they just small people? Because no, if they're children, children, it's worse. These yeah. are children. These are clearly yeah, they're children. children. You can tell they're, they're, uh, it's the Pied Piper Playhouse. They say it in the titles. It's this local children's theater. And and they're they're hammering uh, plush dolls. Yes, <laughs> one kid brings over a ball and shows it to the other girl. She's like, pop, pop. <laughs> There's like, a, they have round. a Snoopy doll and the one kid's just like holding it. Hammering it with it. a yeah. mallet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they're Busy making, they're the making toys and singing about how Santa's not there and they still have to work. Yep. And while he's off gallivanting. Yeah. They're, they're having to make the new iPhone. Yeah, exactly. Lithium is po- that, mercury poisoning. <laughs> is that why there's no snow? Because it's the summertime. And it is the summertime. That's why there's no snow. That's why we are also, accepting. That's not how the North Pole works. It's a magical North Pole. Santa has many, many powers. If it's among- the summertime, was he stuck there for like half a year? Because at the very end, he pulls out a calendar and he's like, oh, December 20th, only four more days. Four days. He's yeah, just been stranded on the beach in South Florida. He I can't leave there. his sleigh. Maybe it's just supposed partying. to be a few days before Christmas. It doesn't just, matter. Just boats and hose. <laughs> yeah. So one elf looks outside and sees Santa's reindeer have returned to Montana. 
but without Santa or his sleigh. And so they start to sing again, wondering what happened to Santa. They had a song ready for that. <laughs> there won't be snow at the North Pole. I smell a labor struggle. Yeah. I smell sabotage. Somebody's unionizing. Uh, yeah, that's what they, they had to get rid of Santa so they could unionize. So they could do that, yeah. They needed, to have, they needed to have the initial meeting. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, so they had to get rid of Wait, Santa. They, can, it's like James can, Madison waiting for Thomas Jefferson to leave the country before he holds the Constitutional <laughs> Convention. He's all, this um, is my concert. Let's be real. Are they going to unionize? Because they're not getting paid. No, they're not. They're gonna, they never they're gonna, were paid. They're going to kill Santa when he comes back. Yeah, I like the story better already. Mm-hmm. So we yeah, they hire the ice cream bunny. We we cut to Santa who crash landed on a beach and got his sleigh stuck in the stand, and then his reindeer left him there. Yeah, why was there narration? We needed a third party to, to break this down for I, us. I'm guessing, well, okay, that narrator was also the same person who narrated um, the Thumbelina movie and also yes, know narrated the in-park um, attractions. Maybe gotcha. he was contractually obligated to be the voice of the park. Well, it's all ADR. Yeah. You know, yeah. Nothing was captured with a boom, I don't think. No, nothing. They had no sound person on set. I think it was one guy with a camera and one guy holding an umbrella and a, and a director's chair. Yeah. Jumping off a roof. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, they just could have had Santa be like, oh, no, I'm stuck. I was partying in Miami. <laughs> so Santa sings about his troubles and then falls asleep. <laughs> Who the will save left. me? Right. Isn't that what he's singing? Yeah. Who so will helpless. save me? Yes. Who will save it's me? so hot. From his sleigh. What if, even if they get the sleigh out of the sand, he has no reindeer. It's not like the sleigh <laughs> is going to drive somewhere. Well, and like, <laughs> it, they're going to dig it out of the sand and it's just going to sink into the sand because it's in the sand because it weighs that much. Yeah. <laughs> it's, there's we were once like, in Josh's Volkswagen down a rocky point. We got stuck I, on the beach and they pulled us out only to get stuck a few <laughs> Oh, I have definitely gotten stuck pulling people out. <laughs> it's like, um, yay, we're out. And then we got stuck. See, oh what they God. needed was a red-nosed gorilla. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Clyde the red-nosed ape. Yeah, Clyde had fixed this problem. No problem. Actually, Clyde was an alcoholic, so he kind of was a red-nosed ape. <laughs> Clyde <Yeah. laughs> Uh, um, while he sleeps, Santa telepathically summons the local children, including for some reason, Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn, who are on a <laughs> raft nearby with a pet raccoon. And I just want to say that, um, when he telepathically summons the children, every boy gets a name, but the girls are just like, and girls, not a girl, not a single girl got a name. <laughs> no, not a Susan. No, 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 Jenny. that's not true. There was Kim. They all had names. It, well, was just were. The, it was the, the three jump roping girls. She's okay. just like, girls. <laughs> girls. The, and three, Tom Sawyer and Finn, you say. they look like they're in the banana boat song or something. <laughs> yes. These like Bahamian shirts. They're wearing sleeveless Hawaiian shirts. No, he, he uh, Hux was uh, that bandana pattern, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember that? The red yeah, bandana. Yeah. Like Paisley, but then other things. Um, yeah, that's what his is, which 
historically and famously he wore overalls without a shirt. Like yeah. it's like easy to do that. But yeah, they, their hats they look like they're from Barbados. But <laughs> well, these these characters are uh what's it called? Open domain? Not open domain. Oh um public domain, yeah. Public domain, yeah. yeah. Public yeah. domain. That's true. Um so he can make them whatever he wants. He just wants them for their name. Oh, but I feel like he felt that about anything. Yeah. Public he's domain. Like, he's, like, he's like, I'm gonna use your mine. name and your likeness and nothing else. But but it's also they just gave these kids a raccoon on a leash, and that raccoon is going crazy on that one. <laughs> yeah, well, because well, they're on the raft. I feel like they they're like, Well, if we give you the raccoon on the raft, it's not gonna get off the raft. So you're okay. We'll film you on the raft with the raccoon. So this was actually a footage they were trying to make a Tom and Huck movie that shut down during the first day of filming. Yes. And that's probably because the raccoon yeah, was so obstinate. <laughs> yes. Wouldn't is, there, lines. is there a raccoon in <laughs> There's no raccoon. Yes, no, there's not. Not particularly. Maybe there is, but he doesn't feature. (laughs) Yeah, like I don't. I don't remember there ever being a pet raccoon. I I don't believe the word raccoon is in either of the books. I don't think so. Um. So yeah, uh, the kids all freeze, get the telepathic message, and then run to Santa. Santa tells them that they have to find a way to get his sleigh out of the sand as he can't leave it there. And so the kids. <laughs> Why? To get like an abandoned vehicle tag on it from the DMV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the kids start bringing Santa animals. <laughs> and that's like okay. 15 minutes of the kids. And, and the natural progression of farm livestock. Well, no, but we. Starting with a gorilla. We start with gorilla, which is plan A. And then, then we go to donkey. Yeah. Uh, horse, so gorilla, donkey, and then cow, I think. And then pig, then sheep, then um, horse, horse is the last. Yeah. Horse is the last. And they are just, they're shoving this horse backwards from his neck. I'm surprised that that horse didn't kick that kid into the ocean. But also I love that <laughs> eight magic reindeer can't get this sleigh out. So let's try an ordinary sheep. A pig. Yeah, just a pig. You know, all those pig-drawn carriages. <laughs> pig-drawn carriages. And also, where did these children get these animals? <laughs> yeah. So, namely, gorilla. Where I mean. That one little girl. That, that gorilla, that gorilla came on his own. Sheep. That gorilla brought the kids. <laughs> the kid, polish. The gorilla was first. So the kid. Yeah. The kid yeah. got the gorilla faster than any of the other kids got the other animals. I mean. That the gorilla kid was a little definitely would agreed. He was like, I'll come. That seems Santa needs help. I always answer Santa's that call. That kid's name was Philo. Philo. Gorillas are an invasive species in the beaches of Florida. <laughs> I believe that. Especially Florida. <laughs> I Gorillas just living in the in your pool. No no longer in the mess. Wait, no, no. I actually read there is an invasive species of monkeys in South Florida. Really? <laughs> yes. Like small, oh, like pet ones. Yeah, yeah. small monkeys that like, like they're not con- capuchins. Yeah, they haven't tried to like kill them or get rid of them or anything because they they're contained to like one little swamp area, so they're just kind of monitoring them and letting them live there. They're, they're Jewish monkeys, and that's still Boca Vista. <laughs> so, um. Eventually, the kids give up bringing animals to Santa. 
<laughs> as anyone would. Badass did they give up or did they just run out of animals? Or did be. they just, I feel like the, that whole moment sort of just tapered off. It yes, didn't the next, end like The next logical leap is Puma. Yeah. yeah. No, no. But <laughs> and, then, and then Tapir. But there's a point where... There's like a dozen kids. They didn't all try and pull the sled. They didn't like Santa get out, get out and help us pull your sled off the beach. Like a manatee. But no. And there's a point where Santa starts kind of half-heartedly trying to dig himself out. (laughs) That's so weird. He seems like he has serious like brain damage. He seems like he's like baking in the sun. Like he has a concussion and he's been baking in the sun. The the man is drunk. Is what's happening. serious or or he is yeah just stinking drunk he's yeah. santa so probably all three uh so when the when the kids brought the donkey inexplicably he's suddenly wearing sunglasses <laughs> like whack wayfarers he busted into the bag of toys for somebody who's like i know i got sunglasses in here somewhere and also when he gets out of the sleigh He's got like a dark spot in his pants. Did Santa poop his pants? <laughs> I, Sitting there, sit on that chair for hours. On Santa end. poops his pants a lot. <laughs> That's why he stays up at the North Pole all year round. He's well, he has a steady diet of sugar cookies and milk. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna wreak havoc. <laughs> Plus, he's lactose intolerant. <laughs> yeah, he just didn't have the heart to tell us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's been there since summer. Yeah. That's true. I don't know. So, it, if you spend that much time in a sleigh, shouldn't you like put in a lavatory? Yeah, <laughs> these rules I'd never get. Just like a like a hole in his chair to poop in while he's flying around the <laughs> it world. Just goes out the bottom and lands. I figure. I figure if he can, <laughs> like a jet airliner. <laughs> if he's sneaking into my house through my chimney, he can just use my bathroom. You know, Could, like, couldn't he like like build a bathroom inside the the sack of toys? Because it's like. Bigger on the inside, right? It's like Doctor yeah. Who. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, ostensibly it's like this Tardis magical elf. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you'd think. Um, so anyway, <laughs> he's also flying a lot. He could just stick his ass over the edge and poop into the, <laughs> into the air. He just no, vaporizes. No, no he just air. cuts a hole in the chair like an outhouse and just goes. Yeah. Like an airplane, falls like to, falls to the yeah. That's like what a seven forty seven. They just dump whatever. Exactly. Uh, now you're with me. So um, eventually, yes, they all give up and the kids gather around Santa. And instead of doing anything useful, he starts telling them a story. <laughs> and in our case, it was Jack and the Beanstalk. Jack and the Beanstalk, though. Uh, yeah, there is the Thumbelina version also. Um, Reminding them from the very beginning, always have faith. Don't ever be discouraged. That's right. So we cut to Jack and the Beanstalk. Jack sings about being poor. If I were and, a rich man. And the line, it's good to be alive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's arguable. Um, But he sings about how he his family used to have a magic harp and a magic hen. And now they're gone. Yes. And, mm-hmm. no, was that part of the Jack and the Beast no, no, story? It was I didn't not. think no, so. He gets those things and brings them home, but yeah, you know. this but was in Jack. Wasn't, Jack wasn't Dad's stuff. Yeah. This yeah. was in order. No. This was in order to make Jack seem like less of a villain. Villain that just goes to steal things and kill the giant. It's, yeah, it's so pointless to steal giant them. Was to like not terrorizing anyone. Rob the mischief from the story. 
Yeah, because the giant's supposed to be like eh, questionably. Life, yeah, it's like he's a giant, but he's not. I mean, it was eating it, people. Is Jack and the Beanstalk like a capitalist allegory, <laughs> or like he'd steal from the rich? Yeah, kind Ayn of. Rand yeah, wrote it. <laughs> Wait, what? No, <laughs> she didn't write Jack and the Beanstalk. <laughs> Um, no, it's something about beans. The moral of the story: don't buy some fucking don't yeah, buy beans. Don't yeah. buy magic beans, you idiots. Well, they yeah, you idiot. <laughs> we cut to honest John, a used cow salesman. <laughs> Is there another cow? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. How do you get a fresh? Who's out of cows? So he's selling magic beans. I did the like only the, way to get a new cow is like straight out of another cow. Yes, <laughs> straight, straight from the source. That's, That's true. One. <laughs> very true. And, and unless you personally catch it coming out, it's a it's used cow new. once it comes to you. As soon as it's off the lot, it decreases in value. It's immediately a used cow. Yeah. Uh, um. So. Unless you're catching cows. Jack gets sent to sell his cow, sell their cow to Honest John. And instead of selling it for money, he trades it for the magic beans. We've all heard this story. We've all heard this. <laughs> We've all heard this disgusting little tale. I mean, it's Jack and the Beans. There's another song. Why, when they catch I smell the blood of an Englishman. That's yeah. the only thing that's from the fucking thing. And the yeah. goose and the the uh, harp. But the goose, but which the harp is could like. sing. Could it sing in this? Uh, no. The harp yes. did sing. Did it it did yes. sing. Yeah. Yeah. But also like. The harp's like, yo. The golden goose seems like it's one of those like aluminum foil swans you get in a restaurant. <laughs> with your yeah. 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 It was really weird. <laughs> it was like a Thanksgiving table decoration. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Why did they put the giant gold? in such a huge chair? Right, I was like, that giant look looks a little. <laughs> that gi- if that's a giant, well, then like that a- chair is incredibly large. It's a giant stone chair. It would have been cool, yeah, just having him in a wooden chair yeah. made out of trees. Or a stone one that's smaller. like yeah. Sitting on a boulder. It's called, yeah, like a, exactly. not from Mahone. He's yeah. all, fuck you. <laughs> so- I don't believe in any of that shit. So yeah, it's verbal irony. It's like the ice cream bunny. He doesn't have any ice cream. No, the giant is little. Uh, so uh, he gets yeah he gets back home with the magic beans. As mom's angry, he has he has like a hot seventies sister. Um, She's like fourteen, dude. Is she? <laughs> and her yes. boyfriend has a vest that has huge rings where nipple rings would be just hanging on the vest. Yeah. But no, no. Also, okay, that. in the Thumbelina version, which which I did mostly watch, um, is the girl Thumbelina? No, it's a different girl. Oh, okay. but the girl playing Thumbelina is supposed to be like a child. Mm-hmm. This is like a twenty-seven-year-old like chick playing Thumbelina. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's tale as old as time. Because it was nineteen seventy-two, and she's like in I a mean, mini sur- skirt. And Bob it's surprising Bob. for nineteen seventy-two. <laughs> And you don't tell Mahone what to do. Uh, so anyways. My new favorite director. <laughs> yeah. She throws the beans out the window. The beanstalk Please. grows. Jack climbs it. This is the most, like, 
lazy beanstalk I've ever seen it's, for Jack and the Beanstalk. Well, they're staged, it's so wobbly. It's, it's just it's a rope. Stage. It's children's theater craft. It's actually yeah. pretty clever for a little stage play. But for, yeah. for a stage play, absolutely. I would I would That's, be 100% into it. But just on right. camera, it's so bad. It doesn't work well at all. I thought she was throwing the beans into a painting for a second. I did too. Yes, yes, that's the. Oh, oh, it's a window. It's it's the window. Oh, I thought the painting thing too, and I thought it worked because then it turned into a window. Like I thought it was some sort of little stagecraft. It was just a terrible. Well, yes, it's meant to be a window. Uh, I was giving it more credit credit because um, Bob Mahone is my guy. (laughs) (laughs) Barry, (laughs) his name's Barry. Sure it is. <laughs> it's Bob now. I called him. You're Bob. welcome. Called, that was a thing. Bob it was a friend. thing we had. Yeah. It was a thing we had. So, um, at the top, he finds the giant. The giant sings and falls asleep. This this movie is full of people that sing and then fall asleep. <laughs> Life <True>. is through. <laughs> yeah, that's how I go to bed. <laughs> exactly. So musical number that I'm uh, tuckered. I, I sing "Woe Is Me" until I fall asleep. <laughs> Damn. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I will say I it was just anything. The Giants' musical number was both the best and worst part of this movie. Somehow, the Giants. Yeah, his feet. I don't know what it was. I fall from I spell the world of an Englishman. Like the first time it happened, I was like, "All right, that slaps. That's cool." And then he did it again, and I was like, "Okay." And then, like, by the thirtieth time, I felt like I was gonna die, and it was never gonna stop. Yes, I was just captivated by all the dishes his wife had to prepare for him. Yeah, yeah. his giant wife. She seemed nice. Yeah, she yeah. Just, she, if, she deserved if not put better. Upon. Yeah, but maybe I, that's why he got. Maybe he did bring her the golden egg and uh, harp, but she didn't like them. Yeah. So no, Jack- it's because he's he's hung like an art gallery. <laughs> <laughs> he is a giant. Uh, so uh, Jack steals the goose that lays the golden egg. He climbs back down the beanstalk. Yeah, just straight up threat theft. Yeah. No, no, but they used to own it, so he's stealing it back. <laughs> oh, in this, yeah, yeah. they had to write that in. It's generational justice. Yeah. This was my Where's father's. He was, a, he was a Cuban guerrilla fighter. Yeah. Uh, so then we cut back to Honest John, the used cow salesman for a while. Yeah, for a while. Who's so? Uh, who's rebranding his business? Yeah. As so, a, um, since online sales were crushing him, he's become a he's ghost a, kitchen. Now he's a magic bean salesman. Yeah, there's no money in cows. They're single use, and he's offering people payment plans. Ten dollars down and ten dollars a month. For beans. He well, he starts at thirty. Yeah, and the lady says, you know, if this is a fortune, that's too much. And then he tries like, to sell it for ten. Like, hey, I planted them and went up there, and the last guy stole all the cool shit from the giant. It's just me and the giant now. <laughs> I want my money back, and the giant won't leave. He's sleeping on my couch. <laughs> this, this is my favorite point in the movie. Just editing weirdness the vibe I was watching this and I had to rewind it cause it was jarring. So what's the, I, the bean salesman's name. Honest John, honest John's John. beans. He's talking to all these people and then he's like, I have to change my game plan. And he turns and then the camera just briefly cuts to it. 
him looking down the lens and I have it saved here. It is the creepiest shot. And then it cuts away from him back to that same shot. And it is for like two seconds. And it is the weirdest moment in this entire movie. This is why people don't look down the lens. This dude is just. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What was that? Does anybody think he looks like Sting? (laughs) Here are your beans. Oh my god! Anyways, I just cut. I was transfixed by that moment. I had to save it, and I was like, I had to go find it again so I could show you guys. Well, it's because they had to cut to the kid, and they had nothing to cut to, and they didn't want to cut from the same shot to the same shot. Yeah, and I'll bet you anything, this guy has played this role several times, but on stage at a children's playhouse. So absolutely unaccustomed to a camera. Absolutely, yeah. This 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 is a local community theater actor who is doing absolutely, this. yeah. Um. So, wow, yeah. So, anyways, um, <laughs> Jack climbs the beanstalk again. There's a song again the giant sings again he falls asleep again jack gets the golden harp the giant wakes up and sees him chases him he uh al's muted um it wasn't clear um that okay when he gets the harp it's actually the third time Mm. so he went up a second time and got the the bag of golden eggs that's right Yep. Um, His personal ATM. And and then, yeah, he went up a third time. They didn't show him climbing the third time. It's just something the giant said. Yeah. Well, that time he went for his wife. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he brings back the golden harp back to the ground. The giant should have brought brought back some skunk soup. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The giant falls. And dies on impact. Yep. We see him through the window. Yeah. Very human sized. And they look out the window like, well, that's it for him. (laughs) (laughs) When when Jack pulls out the tiny little hatchet, uh, (laughs) he like runs outside, pulls out the tiny little hatchet to (laughs) to hack at the beanstalk. It was so great. Uh, um, Honest John skips town. And does he? He shows up at the party. That's at right. The end, yeah. He is there. I don't know. Afterwards, Santa. <laughs> we're back. We cut yeah, we're out. Back. <laughs> we cut out of this movie and back into the original movie. Meanwhile, at stately Wayne Manor. Santa tells the kids they have to always believe. And so it, believe only good things and good things will happen. Yeah. yeah, like, I mean, like the, the, Easter, or the, the ice cream bunny, I mean, not the Easter bunny, not to be confused with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we all wish that the way it worked, but what's right? hilarious is bro's been stuck for an hour and some minutes. Like, I, I don't think your positive thoughts are working. He just, no. he's only got, good things will happen. He's got a well, chant with his crystals some more. I think yeah. they do happen <laughs> because we do see the ice cream bunny arrive. Is that and good? Slowly, but I don't know. Yeah, is it objectively a good thing for Santa Claus? I don't know why. According to the script, so uh, this one girl brings her dog Rebel and yep. uh, says he'll think of a way. Apparently, it was Rebel who summoned the ice cream bunny. Yes, Rebel this, is the one. The dog. dog. Went, he, he's leading the car. 
it makes sense to me. I don't know what you guys are. I don't know what the problem is. I, don't, <laughs> well, I, don't, I will say that uh, growing up where we grew up, it had the same ominous feeling of camping. And then you see a, a truck full of hippies coming right. to crash your, crash your awesome site. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that had a real Beverly Hillbillies kind of vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Then it took so long, like you jettisoned know, some children. You just hear, fa- you you faintly hear the sounds of Casey Jones tinkling through the woods. <laughs> oh no! Driving <laughs> that train. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that it took so long. This whole movie was shot in slow motion. <laughs> it felt like. Yes. Yeah, and then run in slow motion. <laughs> yeah, then they slowed it down more on playback. <laughs> Even more. <laughs> okay, so story wise, whose kids are these? <laughs> These are Florida's children. How do they... (laughs) The children of the... I'm just so confused by the children. That's the children and the ice cream bunny are just terrifying to me. They are so What's confusing about the children? What are you... Just like them singing... With the Easter Bunny or the Ice Cream Bunny, I keep calling him that. It's well, not his name. Well, this was the. You're s- starting to delve into questions that can't be answered. So. That's true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this movie. <laughs> this this was the '70s. Children simply went and did things. Yeah, they just they were just gone all day. They take their gorilla with them or their pig, and they just fucking like what'd you do today? They just muck about. <laughs> I tried to get Santa out of the sand, but then an hallucinatory <laughs> bunny showed up. Sure, you oh, did. Man. We drove around in a fire truck. They see the bunny all the time. He sells ice cream out of his fire truck. (laughs) Yeah. Does he? Uh, Duh. Yeah, he drives down the street blaring that siren. No, he he drives up and down <laughs> eating ice cream to taunt the local children. Or is he so sells them have, rocket pops? And, have we considered that maybe he's yeah, made of ice cream? No. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I love the idea. I love the idea of ice cream. I would like to again it. make clear for our listeners who have not watched this that at no point in this film is there a single frame of ice cream shown. Or a pirate <laughs> for pirates. And uh, in this version, uh, probably it was Thumbelina a little longer. Yeah. Thoreau? Okay. Yeah. But was in it? this, ver- I thought they were in this version, minutes. the bunny does not show up until after the hour mark. After it's all, yeah, yeah. no, no. Thumbelina's Thumbelina is like ten minutes longer. Okay. Oh. No, the ice cream bunny is the big reveal at the end. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's how Santa is rescued. They yes. didn't even bother to have a single. Oh, there is also there is a head, a removable head. There is this great shot of Santa on the beach as they're riding up to him. This movie's weird. This movie's is this one cool. he's undressed? Yeah. That's been our point for the last hour and a half. Like, it's so <laughs> weird. Look, look at this well, shot. Oh, yeah, where he's just the... holding, holding his arm. This. Holding look, no, no, no. They're framed through the arm, but yeah. this, after this. Now that's classic. It's incredible because it's this weird-ass Dutch angle of Santa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he was allowed to get artsy for like, like What is back. that? It's incredible. Santa looks yeah, gigantic terrifying. and terrifying. Yeah. It's all black. There's He's like got lens some flare. dog flares. Yeah. It's beautiful. But yeah. also, kids, the kids the then you look over to the lifeless eyes. <laughs> of the I'm sorry, but, but waving at each other yeah, a few feet buddy. away is fantastic. Oh, my God. It's as funny as pointing for me. And the kids are just <laughs> sitting in like an orderly fashion behind them. Yep. Oh, just waving. Genius. I loved how he finally decides to take off his coat 
and he makes a point yeah. of telling us, and then oh, the it's so hot. Got to take off this coat. And then, oh, I hear someone coming. Can't let anybody see me without my coat. <laughs> Honestly, that's the, the best. To work right. That's the, the best aspect on. of this Santa Claus. It's just shots this- of him walking on the sand. Those are just a shot of his feet. It's through the. There's wheel. a shot of a wheel. Yeah. <laughs> With the action through the wheel. I'm telling you. But the action art. through the wheel is just the dog looking oh, around. Being his a dog. eye. His single <laughs> eye blink. Is that a wink? Or is I, that yeah, a broken? It's a wink and a. He's given no a teeth. Wink. No teeth. A weird person. <laughs> mouth. <laughs> of course you will. <laughs> so, and then there's a dog. That's unnatural. <laughs> oh, we've been kill aware it. of an uncanny valley for <laughs> kill it humans kill humans. it it's trying to touch me <laughs> it has the same symmetry as a human face but i'm terrified yeah no this is this movie is insane insane it's like oh and santa like uh, the close talker santa right up in the in the ice cream yeah. Yeah. These, the cancel of idiots all agreeing on something oh. they look like they're Town a few hours before. So, so <laughs> kids just nodding. <laughs> yeah, just like it's great. What we have is great. So Santa it's never gonna go away. Santa gets into the ice cream bunny's fire truck and just drives away. Uh-huh. And they leave the kids on the beach. Yeah, yeah the kids are good to go. And he leaves the sleigh sled on the beach. They're all. And then the sleigh just magically disappears. <laughs> yeah, this like just celebrate. blinks out of existence. So apparently, if yeah. Santa had simply gotten out of the sleigh to begin with, it would have just disappeared, and he could have found his own way home. It floated up. I don't know. That's Santa it. Does That's not the seem movie. Very bright. That's the movie. I mean, it's art. It's truly. Oh, we we see Tom and Huck in the bushes. Still, oh, right. right. Yeah, they're all. They were watching oh. this whole thing from afar. They did not join in. No, they were the weirdest. Like, why were they? Why didn't they join in? Was that filmed separately? I mean, obviously it was filmed separately. But like, I'll bet the um the the amusement park had grand designs. You know what I mean? Maybe they were going to add these characters into them because, right. like, there said, yeah. seventy one Disney World opened. They desperately made this, and it reeks of desperation, and then it closed the next year. So, yeah, they might have been like they were going to have a storyland maybe or well, like yeah. a yeah, like a Tom Sawyer. Because right. they, they, like yeah. they had like a lazy river thing with right. a pirate ship that you could ride around in. Yeah. It. So they might have rafts, like a raft ride. And Tom and Huck's yeah. raft thing was filmed in their lazy river in the park. There you that's go. It's actually a really cool lazy river because that's it looks I've like a been river. to Disney World, but I can't remember if they have a Tom Sawyer's Island Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Disneyland's is still still there, still Tom yeah. Sawyer and all on fire not that long ago, mm-hmm. a few years back. Is that where the adults go get drunk? No, that's Pleasure Island. Yeah. Oh right, right. Disney World. That's a full on like bar. Yeah. Um, I, we know a guy who used to work at uh, what's it called? At um, Treasure <laughs> Island, at, you at gotta help oh, oh okay. yeah, Pleasure Island. Yeah, the guy who owned the music store. Oh yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That is that. That is it. <laughs> that is that movie. I have a few unanswered questions. My number oh. one unanswered question is what, <laughs> followed by <laughs> why, how come? Yeah, 
Well, it introduced me to my new favorite director. I got to go check out his stuff. Rand, Bob, Randy Hampton or whatever. Bob Mahone. 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 It's very um, I don't know. I don't know. Final thoughts, guys. This movie is. I'm Once so you sorry. Said it was a promotional film. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, but this was nobody's vision. Now it makes sense. This is nobody's vision. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, Nobody's yeah. trying to tell a tale. In fact, they went the laziest route they could. For some reason, this commercial is like 200 times too long. Yes. And it was probably shown in the, <laughs> in the amusement park, like we said, but I wonder where it was shown locally to get kids excited. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. I wonder where a it was shown. Maybe in local attempt. movie theaters. Right, I mean, for free, they, they were like, trying to get oh, people to. Yeah, no one's gonna pay for this. Yeah, that's no. what I mean. Like, could they, could they, could they pay for theater time and like play it in sections, maybe or something? Curious. Yeah. Or was it? Did it have regional? Uh, <laughs> or did they simply closure? kidnap children and show it Clockwork <laughs> Orange style, <laughs> like Santa Claus using his fucking yeah. mind powers? Like you will, be children, the ice come, cream buddy, come to the theater and watch. Santa and the ice cream bunny. And then Watch come to our theme park. Eat its natural food source. Tell your, tell your parents. Just, uh, <laughs> tell your parents. Don't forget your keep on I'm surprised shirts. there. I'm surprised there wasn't an overt, like, come to pirate land, and that's where you can find me and the Easter, but the ice, ice cream, cream bunny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come to Pirate's World. We won't check your pockets. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you'll even see a giant or some bullshit like that. Like they you didn't definitely even tie it back will. in. Yeah. I recommend the LSD. <laughs> yeah. Iron Butterfly will be here yeah. this weekend for a week. <laughs> Come to Pirate's World. We've rebuilt like from the Grand Funk Railroad. For real though, this is so low effort. <laughs> This is solo effort. No, they have one of those signs that says "Days Without a Grand Funk Railroad Incident." Jesus. <laughs> they, they, you like TikTok accounts make more videos like of length than this, like in of substance. If a theme park did this and had Santa Claus and a hundred kids saying what the next week's event was, people would go nuts over that. If this oh. dropped. Recently, just the way it was, I would be taking a road trip to Pirates World. Absolutely. I would be on my fucking if, way. If Pirates World still existed, I'd be going right now. Like that. <laughs> if it was like that, like check out this video for Pirates World. Like, can I drive the fire truck? That's all I want to know. <laughs> can I buy that vest with nipple rings? Will the ice cream bunny come and personally molest me? <laughs> oh my god. Is his eye like that all the time or are there two masks? <laughs> he's all unanswered questions. He had an ice cream stroke because he's <laughs> only eating <laughs> He's diabetic. He's way diabetic. I don't uh I don't his know. Guys. Nose is turned red. Uh, f- no, yeah, final no. thoughts. <laughs> um none. I have no I have thoughts no. after this. It's like Ah, it's, it's like a palate cleanser almost. It's super effective. Yeah, it was fun to have a, just an unadulterated, goofy one. You're right. Cause yeah, so- we have been. They've been good episodes, but we've been seriously, you know, us. Yeah. And things like, you know. Talking this about This made movies. no sense. Yeah. Talking about films. Yeah, it was nice to. Uh, 
Nice to break the <laughs> premise of commercial. what we do. Yeah. A creepy commercial from 1972. <laughs> so, all right. That is it for Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny. Which brings us to next week on Holiday Phosphorescence. We are going to be watching another Christmas film, and it will be chosen by Mr. Alaric Weber. So, uh, originally, um, back in the day when we were nominating Christmas movies, when we only did one in the month of December, uh, I nominated Krampus. And uh, I'd love to see that sometime, but we, we just did Black Christmas. So I wanted to change the tone. I'll save Krampus for next year, I think, uh, if if time permits. Or October. Um, it's a horror movie, right? If you want to be uh, it's a horror movie, but it's a it's a Christmas movie, so it belongs yeah, in December Christmas. of 2024. Um, <laughs> but uh, I I wanted to. So I've had this Mandela effect where. I could have sworn we did a movie, but we Ooh. didn't. Uh, I believe Brian nominated it. The CC effect. Uh, <laughs> the old Galaxy man effect. Quest is what I call it. Yeah, the old man. <laughs> Constant marijuana. Um, um, and yes, we're going to be doing Galaxy Quest. No, I kid. Okay. I just. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I was like, I'm yeah, willing to. Li- well, I'm, I'm willing space, to hear you out on it. But. <laughs> in space, nobody can hear your holidays. Um, but uh, yeah, I want to go with Brian's suggestion from two or three years ago, and let's do Die Hard. Oh, oh my God! Yes, Die Hard. Yes. Finally. All right, Die Hard. <laughs> You know, I haven't is. seen it in so long. You, it's a good reason to watch it. Have you guys seen the Rick and Morty episode doing a Die Hard? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If you haven't, Al, you should watch it. It's great. It's got Peter Dinklage. So, all right. That's next week. <laughs> Going from Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny to Die Hard. Natural progression like a gorilla and a donkey. Yes. <laughs> that, that will be next week on Holiday Phosphorescence. Until then, thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. This has been your host, Thrill Smiley, reminding you that Florida does not deserve Christmas. <laughs> Ever. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm Josh Cece, and I'm going to go watch the sequel, The Froyo Ferret. I'm Brian Lesh, and here's $1,000 for your beans. <laughs> it, it seems I've underestimated the power of publicity I've gained. It won't happen again. I'm Alaric Weber. $100 on an easy payment plan. <laughs> Hold on, Sold. Sal. Uh, I'll take those beans. <laughs> we'll see you next time, everyone. Bye. Ho, ho, ho.